it's time for bangalore bits podcast again uh, welcome back i hope you enjoyed our first episode uh, which was on watch kid so the theme we are going to follow is every week we are going to talk about one specific technology topic uh, and then um, going to talk about the weekly news what happened that week Uh, so with that i think last week uh, we uh, gave a complete overview of about the wearable market in general and then talked uh, in detail about watchkit um we are going to talk a little bit more about watchkit in the future episodes uh, but in today's edition we are going to talk about uh, nas um, network attached storage especially for home segments and why we need to really worry about our Uh, pro- probably set up an as for home use and what are the options you have and then we are going to uh, follow it up with some technology news uh, what happened this week uh, so with that uh, uh, hey subo so hope you had a great week um, so le- let me just start with uh, my experience uh, uh, with usb attached storage whatever i have been using at home now um, and why i really need an as so maybe you want to start why a nas sort of a setup is really required for home okay so uh, so usb attached storage solves certain amount of uh, needs which is like in terms of like gives you a common storage where you will be able to access uh, access it via smb and then copy some files in a centralized location and retrieve them so what happens in our lives are like basically we are moving between different platforms wherein <coughs> uh if you take my case then i have a couple of macs and there is a linux machine and there is an android phone so in this kind of environment the need for us to have a common storage environment or something like i need an application afn an afp kind of a share wherein mac understands how where the network store is stored so the time machine can go ahead and do a backup and if there are some some amount of common shareable media files are there which are accessible across different devices then use smb share or something like that so when you are in a position where you need multi protocol support something like in a linux machine using nfs or an apple using afp or an android using smb or something like that so there is no the usb based ones doesn't scale to that and the second thing is something like i always wanted to have something like an and a time machine backup share running all the time where my mac does that in a periodic basis without me attaching any external uh, usb device or on a thumb drive or something where i need to run through a weekly backups or something like that and the third thing could be something like we all have certain amount of data just like which is which need not have any acl or anything where anybody can access it within the home network which are something like a songs or a movies or something like where from any device within the home network you can should be able to access them and we also have some amount of data which are like secure uh, where you don't want anybody else to uh, access them within your network so typically the examples i would say would be something like you don't want your mac backups to be accessible by anybody else which is like your time machine backups or something like uh your core uh files which are like related to your identity or like keeping a copy of scanned passport or a... but if you look at in india right i mean <clears throat> the number of people who actually use mac excel is is sort of very 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 small okay right? so and most of them i think uh, probably have some sort of a setup at home not sure but the primary use probably looks like 
movies music yeah. and then maybe i think the the one thing probably which i personally really care about is is the photographs okay and i mean how how can i keep it secure which can be accessed uh-huh. and then it's also make sure that uh, even something happens to my windows laptop or pc um, the the photos are secure right. <clears throat> so in in that sort of a case do you really think still you need sort of an as setup i know the streaming music and movies is, is another big thing which now in indian homes a lot of people are doing now right yeah so uh, what's your thought for our kind of an environment where we are not a big mac users right? so so let us eliminate the mac part of it out of the equation so what i was just trying to tell you is that we all have data which is shareable across the home network across many devices right uh it doesn't matter in terms of whether you're using a mac or linux or a windows box uh but that data is like needs to be accessible as a gust permission across the network by everyone in the family and we also also have have set up data which we don't want anyone else to access it we want to have that to be in a centralized place at the same time we want that to be secure and backed up nicely and then not to be shared with anybody else and we also have something like which is like a disposable data which is like as you said like an in a dvd rip or or an an mp3 files or something right. like that and you also have something like you know okay a personal media files which are like your personal your family photographs mm. or videos and stuff like that. so so keeping this in scenario so we want something some setup where we should be able to compartmentalize all these data structures separately and independently and then provide an acl on top of so the the way i'm using right now is basically to keep all the secure data i create something like an img file in mac disk utility if you go you will be able to create an img which is basically a sparse bundle where it just loads as an image file where you will be able to go put all your secure content which are like your scan copies of your identity and other information so and then there are other media files and stuff like that goes into nas which is like accessible across all devices irrespective of the platform and and there is other set of data which is like uh, the photographs of my sister's wedding or my nephew and stuff like that which i just want to again keep them in the in the shareable location so that at the same time it is accessible by everyone in the family as well as well it is kept secure and backed up nicely so keeping this, so these are primary scenarios which i would basically and, and also i think uh, the other point is probably i want to uh, ask you is uh, how about the performance because i know uh, the, the setup i have at home uh, uh, the performance when especially when you copy large files right and right, it's movies or configuration we put in place and stuff for, like for the nas for so the nas yeah, yeah right okay. mm. so but it will definitely be improved than better than usb as in so, so uh, the going thing is, so if i ha- if i let's say go and invest on a nas today yeah. and let's say if i have an a high end router already right which is which has the ability to do streaming which has the ability for file shares and all that right. 
so so is that going to be kind of redundant in the sense like the router also has a scalability which i am not using so i'll be using that router as a normal network or wifi router and then most of those functions will move to nas right that's so yeah so the the differentiation there is like if you are using a router uh, if you want to stream really 1080p videos and it is a over you are overburdening the router to mm-hmm. basically load such kind of large files and transmit them and stuff like that so when you when you just put a nas in which can also do the similar kind of a you know, media server kind of a capability you basically just segregating the load across these processes between the router and the nas actually so wherein you will be able to wherein the router takes care of the role of not streaming the video but it only takes care of managing the traffic right. and stuff like that so wherein the nas takes care of streaming the video and stuff like that so that will definitely improve is so yeah. and the other use case i had also also had in mind is that if i have a nas uh, so it's like our scenario where you have a lot of power cuts and stuff like that so i wanted something like in a feedback from apc upc ups where the nas understands there is a power cut and then it's going to go down and based on the event basically if it can shut down the nas i mean the the network attached to storage properly that also mm. gives me in a more uh, flexibility wherein i the, the regular usb based routers does not they do that, do that. Mm-hmm. so if you just if you have certain amount of these kind of additional feature sets which you can just go about doing it that just helps you to go with much more it just helps you to build your hard drive life okay in a long run yeah and also i think the other significant aspect uh, it's probably we don't really realize unless some disaster happens is obviously backup right correct yeah uh, and uh, i am sure most of we at indian homes really don't care about backups correct. i mean i have seen many people including in my own family my brother father and all that they don't really see a need for a backup right because they think putting on a hard drive or some external drive it's like super safe and then they don't need to worry about anything mm-hmm. so the other thing with, which comes with this nas is obviously the raid configuration and uh, the importance of backup right so right so, and also there is a cost associated to it so if you it depends again on the raid configuration so you really if you even if you invest on let's say a 4 terabyte or a 6 terabyte drive for for the nas uh, setup you will you will get only like half of it is that true or yeah that is true because uh, it depends on what kind of uh, kind of setup you are going in for uh, but if you are going for a raid or a z raid or any right. of those kind of configuration you will definitely get like uh, if you go with the z raid setup then it will be probably 3/4th of the okay uh, the the overall capacity, yeah, yeah. capacity you, you get bought. uh if you going with the mirroring or like a you know, swappable Mm-hmm. then you might probably get 50% of it what or if you have 4 terabyte you get 2 terabyte okay and and also i think uh, uh, i think it comes with a lot of very good software related services these nas servers nas server or the products right including streaming um, you can do vpn i don't know what else is there you, you want to talk about some of those features which you have seen Yeah I mean in commercial product we'll come to the free nas obviously but right so I mean the commercial products comes with a lot of good features like in terms of like 
I would say there are two set of people that are targeting it. If you're really a geek, then you have set of features like uh, iSCSI adapters and stuff like that. And if you're not a non-geek, then you will have something like a torrent downloader. Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah. mini DLNA and stuff like that. So uh, like all kinds of, uh, it depends on how much money you can spend and stuff like that. Okay. So let, let's talk about some of the commercial products, right? And why we are today talking about Freenas <laughs> as an alternative. So. If you look at the NAS uh, segment, especially for home use, uh-huh. what's the price range? I did some research. There are, I mean, there are many products uh, from Western Digital. Uh, I think Buffalo has few of, few few products. All right. And uh, then obviously I looked at Synology. And you're a big fan of Synology, anyway. <laughs> and uh, so, what, what like what's the price range? It's like upwards of ten thousand rupees or, or more than that or. So it, I, I, I feel it is like completely depends on you in terms of what feature set you want to go. So with let's it. say a basic setup of... Yeah, so a basic setup would cost you without a hard drive, it's about 10, 10 it's like about okay. $200. Mm-hmm. It's not... A, it's around 10 to 12K yeah. without the drive. Yeah, without the drive. When yeah. you include drive, it's going to go upwards of 20000 Yeah, correct. That, that's pretty big investment. Right? True, very true. Yeah, yeah so... I think there are options we talked about. So, what is that FreeNAS is offering, uh-huh. and why do you think that's going to be either significantly better in terms of performance or cost, or where does it really shine? Okay, so the so if I have to make a make a comparison between what is available in the market, which is commercially available, and then what is there for you to go ahead and build it. So when there are pros and cons on both these scenarios, uh, if you buy a product which is which is already in the market, which is commercially available, like a Synology or like a Buffalo or anything, the configuration and maintenance of it is like extremely less because right. they come out of the box firmware, which is nicely polished, and where you spend less amount of time in terms of what you want to do with it. And but at the same time, it also has a restriction in terms of how well you can just keep scaling up and add more features into the box as you move ahead actually or as your requirements mm. move ahead so there is a that would be that i would say as in the as in a negative factor of that but wherein if you build something like a bare bones you initially the learning curve might be slightly higher and then wherein you have to figure out a little bit of configuration settings and stuff like that but wherein you will be able to scale up nicely adding more and more features on top of your existing setup would be like much more feasible and then uh, affordable actually on that setup. Okay. So, so what sort of, uh, so I know this Freenas is essentially just a software which you can uh, download freely, right? Right. But what, what sort of investment or options you have for the hardware aspect of it? Okay, so the, I the, mean, obviously, NAS has to be compact. You can't build like a like the old old style big PCs which occupy so much space. It has to sit in a nice corner in my home, small. So, so what options we have you know, from the hardware side? So, so there are I think there are like the free NAS is something which I drilled down because based on my requirements, which I had spoken about, just like uh, multi file protocol. Time machine backups or mini DLNA mm-hmm. streaming, 
and stuff like that so i drilled down basically into based on these features to freenas because uh since i told earlier that i had an ability to compartmentalize these data structures based on the security levels and stuff like that so so freenas is something built on zfs which is like the uh, zeta file system developed by sun microsystems so uh, zfs is basically built keeping in mind uh the existing hard drives are not reliable and the file systems which are like your winfs or uh, or the smb or uh, some of these file systems are like uh, does not keep the concurrency as well as the fault tolerance part of it nicely okay so zfs nicely overcomes that and then gives you a better managing manageability on Okay. Uh, on the files mm-hmm. concurrency and stuff like that so that is one of the interesting things why i i was thinking that going with the freenas where if i have a set of data which i want to always uh, keep it concurrently where i am able to recover it at the same time i am able to separate that out with the other data which is i just want to keep it as open and available to others and stuff like that so 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 freenas is kind of gives me an ability to just compartmentalize this set of se- segregate the data by creating different set of volumes and then different set of shares uh, basically these shares could be something like i should be able to go ahead and create a, a samba share and then i should be able to go ahead and create an afn share all that goes runs and independently within the freenas structure uh, so i just install freenas and then create a data volume and a data structure which is basically just says that, okay this this particular block is going to be an 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 apple share and this block is going to be in a samba share and this block is going to be in a in a secure share where it i should be able to give access only by one single user and stuff like that okay so i mean coming back to the hardware sites again so so the, the freenas is slightly hardware i would say memory hungry and processor hungry kind mm-hmm. of a scenario where you need to have something like an uh, something like which can manage at least i mean if not 8 gig of ram at least 4 gig of ram is something you need for zfs zfs is like something which occupies a lot of ram for uh, okay. securely copying and stuff so like the reason why it does that basically it is that so uh, zfs creates and a metadata about a file and creates a checksum about a file so when you are using fat32 or ntfs they are like not very reliable as zfs because they cannot have an if you don't have a raid or some, something like that where you will not be able to recover a file or a, a or a set of files so but wherein zfs gives you an ability where you nicely able to when as soon as you copy a file it basically creates a metadata about a file and a checksum about a file so zfs internally knows that where this set of files are sitting in the hard drive as a block and what is their metadata and where i can recover them back okay. so so to to do all these kind of things so it needs basically an additional ram which is so so you you will be able to go ahead and build a freenas based system on either on a core 2 do or on a, an i3 or an i5 system with uh, recommended is like about 4 gig of ram mm-hmm. i mean recommended is about 8 gig of ram but you should be able oh. to go ahead and build with a 4 gig of ram so you you i mean the moment you go to that core 2 do kind of I mean, yeah. chipsets and motherboards right 
the size of the hardware is going to become like a sort of a mini or even a full-fledged desktop sort of a form factor right true yeah so that that's not really comfortable in the sense uh, i mean you want has to be kind of stuck away in a corner where it's small and then it's manageable so is there any other configuration you have in mind where can it run on like atom based processors and uh, i wouldn't suggest to run freenas on atom based one mm. uh, they are they are slow much underpowered and then so you still need a small sort of a desktop yeah but what about the power factor then is it going to consume more power comparing the commercial and as products you get from companies like synology or buffalo um that will be an extremely difficult thing to judge that because like uh, synology might be using their own proprietary uh, right. proprietary yeah. firmware so we really don't know exactly in terms of what is their power consumption and stuff like that and it also depends on in terms of how many hard drives you connect to synology also Mm-hmm. so the same case goes with the with the freenas box which you are building also but but these drives are not going to run all the time right they are obviously these softwares are smart so they are going to shut down uh, i mean the hard drives are going to be idle when they are not in uh, nobody is accessing them correct so that is true but they'll still consume small amount of power so from an economy side uh, how much do you think is this whole thing is going to take to build i mean if i have to build this from scratch and have desired sort of a configuration i want okay like what you can can you suggest like a minimum configuration and then the best configuration so, so for freenas i would suggest something like for a minimum configuration would be something like a core 2 do intel core 2 do or any uh, 64 bit amd processor with 4 gb of ram uh, and a motherboard which has got at least uh, two sata drives hmm. i mean two sata ports actually okay so and then a 450 watt uh, smps and uh, whatever hard drive configuration you need based on if you if you if you if you need a capacity of uh, 8 gig then you have to have uh, i mean if you need a capacity of like 4 gig then you need to have something yeah, like 8 gig, gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah something like 2 that. 4 gig drives yeah something like that yeah so the, the cost will be i the the difference is there is like something like uh the cost versus extensibility is something which i would look at it mm. um so definitely synology if you buy synology or any other products in the market you are basically sealed on certain amount of extensive extensibility there and the feature sets there. right Very yeah so it is mostly then you are suggesting if you want that sort of a, a richness feature set and yeah. you have the time and you have the skill to go and build it right. and probably freenas is a sort of a thing you want to look at correct correct i the freenas configurations are extremely simple and easy to use uh, it, you don't need really a lot cost wise you think it, it's going to be the same like almost same um, yeah maybe less yeah, yeah. It's slightly like probably about 30% less than uh, out of uh, out of the box product you buy okay 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 so so so, so this may be a little off topic but i want to still ask because i i asked you and also i had in mind you know the mac mini which apple sells it is right. around 
Is it easier to go and buy, let's say, a Mac Mini and plug it in? Uh, I mean, what's your opinion? So, I, I would look at Mac Mini as more of an HDPC kind of a segment where you connect that to a TV and then hmm. you have all your media and everything hmm. stored there. But it doesn't really solve the purposes like if you have a Mac Mini and another Mac, if you want to do an AFP or right. you want to do a time machine backups or you want to have a secure uh, file structure and stuff, it doesn't solve all that actually. you can solve that what you have to do is probably you just have to install a, a osx server edition on that okay, and then okay. you have to put a, a daisy chain a thunderbolt mm. uh, hard drive yeah, it's going to get expensive yeah it's going to go up more and more expensive but it is going to have lot of features where you should be able to go it's going to basically serve as both as stpc and a nas right so okay. in that way if you look at it then it might solve that that segment of it but if you are looking at something like which is like extremely focused on like running in a headless node within your network where which can just do something like uh something like in a storage and then yeah acl yeah. on storage and stuff like that then freenas would be an ideal candidate and another thing is these guys are based on standards so you get those even mobile apps which are kind of those standards compliant Right, so correct yeah so if you're like using a freenas and then you're putting a mini dlna plug in there then any dlna uh, so you can stream to your xbox if you have xbox yeah. at home or if you have like an X- xbmc sort of setup you can stream to it correct or you can pretty much stream to any dlna enabled client i think some of most of the samsung smart tvs have dlna client inbuilt sure yeah so it, it's probably an ideal setup where you can use your Sam- samsung tv itself and you don't need any additional i mean hardware or plugins on the on the on the tv side correct yeah to view some of these movies or photos and all that correct true and the other other very interesting thing i at least i have come across with freenas is the skesi uh, yeah yeah part of it yeah. so the so if you take my case basically i have moved my macbook pro to an ssd which is slightly lower in capacity which is like about 128 gig as my primary drive mm. so so if i have to have put a virtual box and then install a couple of other oss and stuff like that where i have absolutely no storage in my ssd to do all that so if i put a freenas in my home and then where i put something like a skezi lun targets there uh automatically mac is able to understand those targets as a native drive in your okay in your mac so you should be able to put a virtual box and then boot into a drive which is in which is like which can which can basically boot and linux or windows or any os which you are doing on the virtual box on a skezi loon so so it can work as a nas as well as a san in many cases okay so you can have storage which is like hosted on a ethernet infrastructure uh wherein you just use your global san application on your mac which will automatically will 
initiate those loans which you have put in put in your freenas so if you ask me that itself is in a huge advantage wherein like you should be able to just put a virtual box should be able to install any os and then boot them from your freenas as an right okay. so those are some of the things which you won't get in a nas infrastructure if you buy i i'm sure like uh, synology supports that but you need have additional software from synology to be installed on your side and stuff like that but when you put a freenas they run on uh, iscsi protocol and then from the os you get a support and windows you don't need any additional third party software to host the iscsi loons in as an native drive in your windows but mac you can get this global sand utility which is basically just make the network drive as a local drive in your in your okay. system so i think at end of the day i think uh, i think what really helps from a home sort of a setup and i don't know how many indian homes have really realized the value of a nas sort of a setup right yeah. i introduced this to my wife and then she started listening to music directly i mean i have a usb attached storage mm-hmm. to my router she doesn't go anything beyond that now i think she she used to copy songs to her phone and then listens when she is jogging or when she is cooking whatever oh. so now i think that that whole thing is gone right so it she just uh, copies i mean buys from itunes then put it on uh, on this drive and then you are instantly there are so many apps on android you can just stream wherever you are correct yeah so the whole aspect of this basically even called like a cord cutter or whatever it is i mean you basically are got out of the sync business completely correct yeah uh, and that is the biggest use case especially if i have seen so mm-hmm. far a layman user who is not that techy right. uh, really enjoys that they really don't appreciate the back end aspect of all these nas <laughs> and uh, i mean even a simple usb attached storage is a big thing um, especially for that sort of a home use true That, that's one big case i see then obviously movie streaming i don't know how many people who have really bought smart tvs mm-hmm. um, have really seen this dlna as a a powerful feature for streaming movies onto their tv that's another big thing i see mm-hmm. um so i think with that obviously backup i cannot emphasize more i think home users in india we have to really appreciate the fact of backup i think we only realize when your hard drive yeah. your hard drive crashes literally hey. that's when you really cra- go crazy and then really figure out okay yeah something i mean i can't really trust these drives anymore right yeah, yeah so i think with all that i think nas is something is not that popular in india still especially in home use we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, but i think it's going to get some significant Uh, prominence as we move along and as we consume more and more digital media um, as we do today that is true but i would ask you some very basic questions okay now if you want to securely keep a digitized version of your identity how do you do that today say for example if you are a typical house who has got set of android phones as mm. well as set of a desktop pcs uh, it could be windows linux whatever it is uh so if you have set up digitized financial data basic identity uh which is like your passport driving license or something like that which are <clears throat> made a digital copy of them so how do you keep them secure and safe 
and accessible everywhere within your network so what what some what are basic things you do there i have i mean i don't know how many people i mean i'm talking for myself but i, I don't know how many people really digitize also mm-hmm. uh, which is another big thing you have to probably look at if you look at most of the people don't really bother about they probably take photocopies of that but i don't know whether they retain a digital version of that somewhere okay which is accessible which is another thing which i don't know maybe i'm Um, I don't have enough, enough information to talk about, but I I have been storing all that in my USB drive basically. Not only is attached to my router, and uh, some of some data is also on the cloud storage, like Google Drive or Box, mm-hmm. what I use. So that's how I manage. Um, so my identity, everything related to your passport documents, your driving license, your other bank. documents is all residing that way so that's how i manage it but keeping them in a usb drive is like extremely dif- extremely dangerous right and which is unprotected true. right yeah that's true so I, i i don't think security is something i have really thought about still actually okay. <laughs> so that is where actually it makes a huge difference in terms of when you mm-hmm. want to i would say things as happening right now outside uh, it is important for us to basically look at that aspect and then make a buy or build a decision i said right okay so so if i think this is I, i don't know i mean if, if the cost is right i think this i mean other way i look at from an entrepreneurial side i mean if you look back 10 years back there are so many companies small companies Yeah. Uh, who are assembling PCs for the livelihood, right? They used to buy chipsets from many different players, and then they pretty much were selling an assembly PC. Right. That whole market sort of died out today. It is not many people really go go buy those. I mean, because the it is uh, so commoditized that you can easily buy a laptop Correct. or yeah. a desktop from a from a big player like, for example, Dell. Mm-hmm. So, do you think this will open up some sort of an arena for those small companies to basically leverage FreeNAS as a kind of a software and build those low-cost NAS servers, which is custom-built? So, the way I look at it is like if you are looking at a person who is like not working in any of those tech industry, if you're looking at a common person who is working in diff- different mm. industry. this house i imagine from now in 3 years would be something like he will carry a lot of mobile mobile devices and tablets and probably a headless note which he doesn't know that is an headless note probably uh, a small box where he is able to seamlessly talk from his any of those devices which he is carrying either android or ios devices back like a router he basically buys this device and puts it in his network and he is able to basically do all these kind of activities wherein he has a secure vault he has got a, a shareable data compartment and then he is he has got all this taken care nicely so the traditional desktop market has to move basically towards that area where if you are a person who was a non techy you buy this box from from a vendor and then just put it in your network and then do a basic set of configuration where it gives you out of the box all this capability where you should be able to go from the day one you should be able to go ahead and back up your photographs 
and secure data in a secure way and then uh, non secure data in a in a shareable way and stuff like that so i don't uh, so you may not have a uh, desktop at home but you will probably have something like in a storage device right, yeah, yeah yeah so this i mean and, and also i think uh, the home automation sort of an area is another it is still very nascent in india especially around for example if you want to uh, let's say go and record your uh, you have let's say video cameras in your home or in office or small office where you want to store some of those uh, data also on to that uh, that's another thing you want to look at right right start yeah so so yeah so it's slightly far fetched as as of now what i see uh, but the immediate future i see basically is that everybody will uh, have some some kind of a home storage addressed immediately mm-hmm. wherein the automation side comes in later on okay yeah so th- that's pretty much i think on uh, freenas we want to talk this week anything else you want to add on or um i was just thinking that we'll just con- we'll put this across in a three parts so one is the freenas initially in terms of why we are i mean wh- at least why i am selecting freenas as my hmm. a network storage device as well as and then uh, what various components and i have in mind to build that setup and then what various features i just want how i'm since i told you all the all various of my use cases and then i just want to see how i'm deploying them so i was thinking that we'll just build this in three parts and then the first we'll discuss about all these use cases right now and then next week we'll probably just do a little bit of uh, what various components we have shortlisted and then the reasons why we have shortlisted and third we will go about deploying and then seeing how these use cases are really getting translated into the feature sets in freenas okay so with that i think let's move on to uh, some of the news and uh, happenings which we saw in india uh-huh. this, this week so uh, so i'll probably start with uh, shomi's the latest uh, problem they are now facing uh, where the delhi court has put like a sort of a sales ban for shomi in india till february for infringing some of the ericsson patents right um so this is really really a big deal because uh, for shami i think india is a pretty big market and uh, they are exclusively selling most of the devices on flipkart.com and this is going to be a sort of a blow especially with the year and holiday sales and all that so how do you see that i mean ericsson has really come back strong on this and say they have to look at uh, the patents which they are infringing and probably even think of some sort of a uh, reasonable licensing fee which they want to get from Xiaomi. I mean anything you want to add on here? So. I have not really followed up in terms of to look at what patents they are violating in India. Right. So I really don't know much about that news I see. Okay. Uh, other news um yeah so the other news which i have added is basically uh i have been seeing this media momentum happening in india where uh, initially you saw bgr coming into india and mm. then later you saw uh, we have witnessed that uh, the quads 
quartz dot in coming like getting launched in india in a big way and then now you have seen huffington post and stuff like that so why do you think these guys are releasing india specific uh, uh, sites in the I, i don't know i mean i have not really used huffington uh, <laughs> post but i think they are coming to india in association with times of india group i believe correct yeah so i think to link if i have to really see why their interest suddenly is uh, in india is essentially to do probably with the the internet penetration itself mm-hmm. and um, how people are now consuming more and more data on the internet right <clears throat> rather than the traditional media what used to be popular and the other thing is also some of these uh, mobile devices penetration which i feel is much more important if you look at because internet is one thing which is now in getting into many secondary third tier cities but i think these devices is also getting more and more uh, affordable and people are now accessing more and more digital content from these mobile devices i mean i think that maybe is is what fueling this whole thing and what's your thought i'm really surprised because i see bgr business review and then now huffington post and stuff like that so i i'm not really see i'm not really seeing the startup environment which is not that hot as in uh and then so many media coverages so many media houses mm. are coming in in this area is like also i'm really surprised does i'm not i've not seen none of i mean any of these guys supporting a local language or anything they are all yeah. on english speaking crowd and that population is extremely less in india actually okay so any other news of come across mm, no nothing I think uh, you talked about the Chromecast India launch. Launch, yeah, right, right. So, right. so, so Google has launched. I mean, basically launching Chromecast at two thousand nine ninety nine, which is three thousand bucks in India. That's expensive. That is expensive. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, it's like what thirty five dollars in US. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm a huge fan of Chromecast as a small device. The, right. the capability it displays is like really nice. and uh, if you are a house who does not have any pc and then you just use your mobile devices and the, and smart tv or a dumb tv as your secondary display device then chromecast is really good option for you just plug in and then from android you will be able to stream anything to that directly either photos right, yeah. or audio or video into that yeah I, i think chromecast is really great i think the only thing I see in India the primary use of it is probably still YouTube to a large extent, <laughs> uh, and then maybe a little bit of DLNA content if you have at home. Right? Okay. Uh, the other media channels, whatever is uh, Chromecast is partnering with in US, let's say Netflix or Hulu and those kind of guys, they are not really still in India. So it is still to be that the whole segment has to still really be introduced to India or mature a lot. So. Yeah, Chromecast is a great device, especially at that cost. It's a, it's it's really a great device for consuming content. True. So, uh, if there is nothing else, uh, um, then that's our show. That's our second episode. We talked about pre-NAS and then little.
little bit of fun news. Uh, we are going to continue this theme, so and uh, we are also working with uh, many experts uh, in different technology domains, and we are trying to get them uh, for our future editions. Uh, especially, I think our theme has been to talk about very specific technology ideas, and we want to bring uh, experts in those areas to talk about that. So stay tuned. Uh, in future editions, we are going to talk about a little bit more interesting technology stuff with uh, not just between two suppos but also with uh, real experts from outside uh, so with that uh, it's time to go uh, you can always find more details about this show uh, the show notes and how you download and all that um, access or go to uh, next 20 site uh, cast.next20.co uh, you can get all the information from there Uh, so with that, bye. Talk to you next week. Bye.